0: Welcome to Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, and today's episode is with Shauna Griffiths of SLG Impact. Um, We're going to look forward to talking a little bit about goal setting today. Obviously, we're in a new year. Everyone's tried to throw 2020 uh, out the window, but I look at it through a little bit of a different perspective. I think it's just uh, another day, another foot in front of the other. Um, I don't think that you know using 2021 as an excuse to set some goals is uh, really the way to go. And we'll dive a little bit into that. I think it's it's you know Shauna offers a unique perspective. Um, Shauna, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate being on.
0: Absolutely. I, I got to get started real quick though with your background and. Yeah. Uh, obviously, extensive experience in the industry, but you started out as uh, a, a student athlete at University of Michigan. So go blue! But I, yeah, my biggest <laughs> question for you is: you were a basketball player, yeah, and then you went to Eastern <laughs> Michigan for your MBA and ran cross country.
1: Yes, yeah, very strange. And I'm also five eleven, so running cross country at five eleven is quite quite strange.
0: I mean, you had to have really liked running in order to go from basketball to cross country.
1: Yeah, I did. I, it's funny, I, when I was training for basketball, my whole thing was like, I knew that if I put in the work to be like top of fitness, that I could kind of, I could beat my teammates and and then, you know, opponents like to the ball or something like that. And so I was like, that was kind of my secret sauce. And so I just ran a lot. And um plus i could show up to preseason conditioning and that was actually like where i could beat all of my teammates at something and i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah it was actually this really weird story i had stopped playing ball um and was you know again running a lot which i do things i really throw myself into um and then i ran some race and the eastern michigan coach came up to me afterward and asked me if i had any more eligibility and i said well, yeah, actually I had my fifth year. And so I used my fifth year. It was like a no joke. It was a Saturday race and I was enrolled in classes. They, it was like, un, it was something like conditional enrollment or something. And then I was enrolled in taking classes that Thursday.
0: Wow. So. I mean, talk about, <laughs> uh, let's, cause we, we talked about the beginning of the episode. We're going to talk about goal setting, clearly yeah. running cross country for a division one university. <laughs> Was not in the goals. I would imagine. No,
1: it was not Um, in my goals whatsoever. As
0: you think about your student athlete experience, yeah, what were your? Did you have goals? Were you trying to accomplish certain things? You know, trying to launch a career. I mean, what was the mindset? No,
1: no. I mean, my mindset was just basketball. Like I. You know, I had started playing when I was 10 years old and it was my, the thing that helped me through a lot of challenge as a like family challenge and stuff that was going on. And so I just really gravitated toward it. It was my like um, safe space, so to say. And so that was just, I just wanted to play basketball. And I know it sounds, it's actually when I think back to it and I compare to like what people of that age do now, it is night and day. Like, there was nobody talking about what internships you should take or nobody was like, I, I graduated, I was actually an academic All-American, graduated, you know, doing very well. Um, zero idea what I was gonna do after college. I was just, and actually, I'd, so I had stopped playing basketball, but then kind of my obsession turned to Nike my sort of the next thing I want to do, I had in my brain, I loved Nike, I had to work for Nike. Um, And so kind of that's where my brain kind of used to go where it was like, I would get one thing and it was something that I had a rough idea of what I wanted to do or no real idea of the detail of it but just sort of the landscape. And that's what I would, you know, get my propel myself to. And that's, you know, but again, like I graduated and started uh, working at a running shoe store company that was in Ann Arbor. And yeah, I don't think I think probably my father wasn't that enthralled. <laughs> but, um, you know, but then I just I was able to make, make my way through from there.
0: Yeah. And and one of your first stops was launching a, a, a D League team, which is now the G League. In short,
1: dinosaur. Asheville,
0: Asheville, Asheville, I think is one of the most, uh, like the fastest growing cities in America, I think, something of that sort. Um.
1: Yeah, which was not at all the case um, at the time. It was quite a while ago and it was interesting. I remember I was, sitting at home in Ann Arbor with a like dial-up computer and everything at the time. And this amazing woman named Kim Colbert called me out of the blue from the NBA, which had, so after Nike, I had worked with Nike um, in the WNBA, had been with two different teams through that. And then my next kind of like obsession target was the NBA. And so I kept doing everything I could to meet people and apply to things at the NBA. And then all of a sudden Kim called me um, and it was a very quick turnaround, but she called me with an opportunity. I had obviously applied and stuff, uh, but interviewed me for the role in, in Asheville, North Carolina. I think I was a marketing coordinator. And she said to me, I was like, yes, I'm in. And she was like, well, have you ever been to North Carolina? Nope. Have you ever been to Asheville? No." Nope. And, you know, it was like, I was looking at a like a hand-drawn map, right, as as we're talking. And I was like, I don't care. I'll, I'll just go. And um, it was really eye-opening at the time. Again, like Asheville was very mountain community type thing um, and actually quite segregated racially. It was very interesting, like difference between like you know, down in the Southeast and stuff. And so it has changed tremendously since then. And I'm, you know, from what I've heard, it's amazing. And we were there a few years ago, actually, that's where we got engaged, my husband and I. So um, I kind of, you know, hold that uh, Asheville kind of fondly.
0: You know, it's it's interesting, you have both your professional and your personal goals, right? And I think, Um, you having that perspective of like, yeah, I'm just going to go. I don't even, I don't even know where it is on the map, but I'll find it right. (laughs) Google Google will take me there. Um, and having that perspective of it's not in your goals to try and learn about X, Y, and Z, right. But it's almost just a overarching goal of, let me just put myself in a position where I'm going to be exposed. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to learn, um, and t- just walk us through your your process uh, mm-hmm. and your mindset in terms of setting goals and kind yeah. of, let's just fast forward to now, right? Obviously yeah. there was a lot in between, you worked for the Nets for a while, you worked for CSM and, and Lead yeah. Dog, and there's been a lot of things that you've done over your career, but as you think about goal setting and, and you take the perspective of what you've been able to do throughout your career and how you've been able to achieve what you've achieved, Um, What are some of the things you've learned about goal setting along the way that, you know, not everyone just thinks about goals day in day out right it's kind of one of those things you do at the beginning of the year you put them down on paper maybe and then you just kind of go about your life and checking in on them is not always the, the thing at the top of your forefront.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, Just the whole topic of goal setting, especially this time of year, because I think people, again, like they're like, oh, it's a new year. I'm going to set new goals. And so um, I've never been a person who's like, here's my one, two, three, four, five goals. Um, And actually I had a, I was at one point had a person who was a leader in in the environment I was in. And they used to ask that question and tell you to write it down and close it up and not look at it for a year. And I always thought that to be very strange. (laughs) Um, You know, because I think that like, one of the things that I learned early on from my boss, who's become a mentor and friend, Felicia Hall Allen, um, at Nike, my first after the first year, and I think it stuck with me is, In our review, she was like, you did a great job, but you girl, you have got to be adaptable. I was literally just exactly what she said. And it was something I was like, oh gosh. And I think that that is what I keep as a bit of a North star is as adaptability. And I try to live a life of saying yes, you know, yes to opportunity. Yes to uh, whether that's opportunity to meet someone, to learn something, um, take, new roles or you know embark on new endeavors when i don't have everything figured out or it wasn't on my goal map um an air quotes goal map um so you know i think it's my process is is just that like keeping those things out in front of myself and it doesn't mean that you're rudderless it doesn't mean i it doesn't mean that i'm rudderless again, like I'll have an idea of where I want to go. I'll have an idea of what is important to me, you know, and then um, it's, a, it's it, I really value the journey. And, you know, I think you were talking about it earlier. It's like getting through every day and, you know, what's that next step forward. And, and sometimes it's like, especially with all that we're facing in this last year is just keep going. And you know, I, was, I actually posted something about it the other day, um, Jack Canfield has this viewpoint about the two foot, 200 foot journey. And it's like, think about it, if you're driving a car, all you have to see is 200 feet in front of you to keep going. And that is something really important. Again, you're pointed in a certain direction where you think you wanna go, but it's the journey along the way that is so important. And that allows you or me to stay adaptable um, to take opportunities along the way. So that like, if success does not have to equal reaching the goal that you put down on your piece of paper last year, you can still be very successful or even more successful if you don't reach that exact goal. Um, and so I, that's kind of the mindset, the mentality that I've had along the way, which I think, um, just works better for me. It serves me better. Again, everybody's different. So, um, but that is more coming from a place of strength and, and growing um, and continued adaptability, um, you know, for me.
0: Well, and, and I'll steal some words from you, but the journey <laughs> is long, nuanced and ever changing. Right. And yeah. I think, you know, if you separate those three words, um, long, it's long, right? There is there is the a lot to this journey. Uh, Nuance, there's always going to be things that happen, right? Like mm-hmm. 2020, sure, there was a lot that happened and there there was, uh, but there was also a lot that happened in 2019 and 2018, yeah. right? And it's, <laughs> I think we forget sometimes that life is just going, it, it, it's a constant change, right? There mm-hmm. isn't ever time in life where things are just like still in motion and and nothing's happening. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, the ever-changing piece, right? Not only are are things around you ever-changing, but you're always ever-changing as well, right? And you're, you know, to your adaptability point, I think it's interesting because um, you're adapting to not only what's around you, but you're adapting to how you yourself are evolving, right? Mm-hmm. And, and not only from the professional side, but from the personal side, right? And, um, you know, you mentioned you got engaged a couple of years ago, right? Like that's something that I'm sure, right? Changed your life quite a yeah, bit absolutely. Uh, and you had to adapt. And, and mm-hmm. so just touch on those three aspects a little bit in the, in the sense of how it's related to your past experiences Um, in your career, and then also kind of how you use it and utilize it going forward.
1: Yeah, it is. You're so right. Um, The long part is, it is, it's, it's a long journey. And I think, you know, being open to the fact that it will change, factors will change again, is really important. And, you know, one of our pillars in SLG Impact is about evolution. Um, about being dedicated to evolving as a human as a professional as a person through your journey and I mean I've I've coached people through that and I find coaching really important as a part of that Um, so again if you think of it like that a goal that you set when you're you know today for for a year from now or whenever it could very well likely change and I think that it's interesting that if if I can actually create a lot more pain and strife for myself if I try to skip the journey between today and next year. You know what I mean? That goal that I've tried that I put on paper for next year. Um, And so again, I think that allowing it to, you know, having a vision and evolving yourself over time is so critical. Um, And then again, like I said, like being open to that end goal changing, but You know, back to your your more specifically about your question, I think that, um, you know, as people, we will evolve and change, so our priorities change over time. And I think that was a big aha moment for me, even so through my evolution. When I was like, again, I got to the net. I was had been a marketer. I was in the MBA family for thirteen years, and I had an amazing mentor and friend, Matt Pizaris, who would talk to me about basically the equivalent of it is evolution and how you're, if you're just a mark at the time, that was when the economy had crashed and stuff. And he was like, if you're a marketer who just spends money, you know, it's, you could be looked at as one of the first to go. And then he taught me the value of being able to generate, generate money off of doing deals. So of course all marketers drive, you you know, drive revenue to some degree, but when he told it to me through the context of partnerships, and then I got this idea of evolving myself beyond just being a marketer to being a marketer and a person in partnerships, brand partnerships. And so, you know, because at the time, as he was saying, that it was like, my North star was to become like most well-rounded integrated marketer I could and so again like for me that was an an idea of where I wanted to go um, but through that I had again I had been in the NBA family for 13 years so I would literally introduce myself as I'm Shauna and I work in the NBA I'm Shauna and I work for the Nets and it became a crutch for me we were talking about this earlier where you like have this that becomes your identity and so when I when made a conscious decision to leave, to continue to evolve myself and go to the agency side, I like reality smacked me in the face that I like <laughs> I had an identity crisis to be perfectly honest with you. And so that's where I think the personal evolution comes in where you you have to really keep out in front of you. What are your priorities because your priorities do change over time? Um, and then just the the last part of that is, you know, I had been the perpetual single person, gal, and people, uh, people kind of try to tenderly um, correct me and say I was fiercely independent. So I was fiercely independent. Um, But then I was also in my late 30s or mid 30s and was like, whoa, I had made no time to nurture that part of myself. So, um, you know, that was a very conscious effort to continue to evolve outside of just the professional side. Um, And then was fortunate to find my husband. But um, so that's a lot wrapped up into just that same thematic of adaptability, evolution, um, priorities, and goal change. Goals changing over time, and 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 being open to all of it because that's what's cr- really critical is is the openness.
0: Yeah, the openness is huge, and I think you know I look back at some of my goals right that I put down and. One of them was travel, um, <laughs> and clearly that one got nixed, right? But I think, you know, traveling, um, you know, I've, I've been working remotely in Arizona, and, and one of the things is like, okay, like, let's go explore as many mountains as possible, socially distance and away from people, or like, yeah, take my bike and go explore this route. You can put it in a different perspective, right? You exactly. don't have to hop on a plane and go somewhere you can travel and go find a new trail or do something yeah. different. And I think it's, it's just putting it into a different lens, right? A yeah. different perspective um, and thinking about something that isn't so structured and rigid, right? Of I must do this. And then it's check the box here, there, and, and the other, there's so many different ways to accomplish things without having to, I don't want to be superficial, right? But like, I don't need to tell anyone I went to a a new trail. Like I did that for me, right? I think a lot of people have these goals set out because they wanna, uh, you mentioned your identity crisis, right? Mm -hmm. Like you wanna have these goals set out so you can do X, Y, and Z and receive this title and work for this. But at the end of the day, it's about you, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's the personal and the professional goals, but it it, it all comes down to what you want. Um, And I think there's a big component of, whether it's openness, as you mentioned, or reflection to get to that point, maybe yeah. talk a little bit about how you've approached that that component um, throughout the process.
1: Yeah, I think it's actually it's so interesting that you gave that analogy about the traveling because as you were think as you said that, it made me think about if we look at my most recent journey when I was laid off due to COVID cost cutting measures with the agency I was with you know, I start. I got out of the gate and I started applying for full-time jobs. And that was what I was like, I had to get a full-time job. And I had many days where I, that was my, like, I was, I was so fixated on that. And I was like, wasn't really thinking about the steps, the journey or like other opportunities along the way. And there are many days where I was like really distraught. And I said earlier about like the pain I was actually causing myself. And when I was able to like free myself up for a minute and think about like, where's a little bit of a different way? Like, how do I approach this differently? What could a different outcome be? And that's where I, you know, I felt like, okay, with well, SLG Impact, can I do something, create something that allows me to continue to learn, that allows me to continue to have a positive impact on brands and people, um, you know, contribute to my and their evolution um, and again, it's, it was like reframing it, right. It, which is what you, what you talked about. And imagine if you had just sat there and feverishly tried to plan your next trip and that, you know, you would have been like, oh my God, this is so painful every single day because you're never going to be able to go on that trip during this landscape. For, same for me, I was making myself miserable just by every day failing, To get that job, that you know, full time job in that landscape. So, freeing myself up from that construct allowed me, you know, it's allowed opportunity. I have learned so much during this time. I have made, I have expanded my network so much. I have a, I I was um, able to get a new opportunity consulting with an amazing company called CMD, it's a creative agency out of Portland, Oregon. But if I wouldn't have made that pivot, none of that stuff would have happened. So again, I think that it's, it was, and I actually, I realized that I veered from my, my true dedication. In the beginning, I veered from my true de- um, you know, dedication to evolution and saying yes and adaptability because I was so panicked in that moment. What am I going to do? And so I try to go about it this other way, but then when I, and it felt so awful. So when I step back and now this is very hard when I'm doing, and there's plenty of days where it feels kind of awful, <laughs> but um, you know, but it, it is more being true to myself and creating opportunity out of a situation just as you did, or just as you are doing with defining travel in a different way during this time. So that you're still, it's serving you rather than causing you pain on a daily basis. And you're still achieving that goal. It just looks a little bit different.
0: hundred percent. And I think, you know, you talked about kind of the identity component of the full-time job, right? And, and not that <clears throat> you shouldn't go and look for that, right? But at the same time, you know, if you're a grad student right now and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Or... What, what opportunities can I get involved in because X yeah. people aren't hiring or whatever the case is it's rethinking it and putting it mm-hmm. in a different lens and going yeah. where are the opportunities what is evolving is there something right. I can get get involved in that doesn't have a big brand that but might have good people and right. I'm gonna learn right and at the end of the day it adds to my story um, and I think a lot of the storytelling component of it is is, crucial in you know the 200 feet in front of you right because you have to have to just say like you work somewhere doesn't really get you like you have to have some story and some context behind it what you learned what are the skill sets you you know were able to develop the things you were able to work on um you know to your point it's kind of this evolution right Mm -hmm. Of, of what you're able to do and accomplish and so What's your insights and advice on how to kind of think outside the box in terms of not just going for, you know, some big internship that thousands of others are applying for? Like, how do you find the diamonds in the rough that are opportunities where maybe others aren't looking?
1: Yeah. Um, I think one thing is I, I approach things from how can I add value to conversations and to companies and to situations? And so, that mindset has me coming from a place of um, my strengths. So uh, if I'm going to go into a situation, I know I can provide maximum value if I'm either playing in the area of what, you know, what are the tentpole, what, what we have as the tentpoles of SLG impact marketing solutions, brand partnerships and coaching. And so I keep those out in front of me. And if I go into a conversation, those are the spaces that I wanna be having a conversation and adding value there. So I think that you create opportunity for yourself when you can come with that kind of a mindset and um, and, and talking to as many people as possible. Because if we're just looking for opportunity to present itself, then I think that there's such a proactive element of that. But a lot of times we end up going into a situation where it's like, well, how can this person help me? Well, I try to approach it from how can I go to this situation again? Because if I'm showing rather than telling, if I'm showing my value, then I think it changes the dynamic of the conversation. And to your point, like if you really want something that, you know, everybody else is trying to get, okay, fine. And the likelihood of you getting it is probably less just as a numbers game. So that's where it's like, again, create opportunity. How can you find that similar situation where you can similarly come to it in a way where you're maximizing the value you bring to the table? And it's like, if you think about it, like a bullseye, like with the rings, I know this is not on video and I'm over here using my hands, but um, (laughs) with the bullseye, you know, if you've got the core of the bullseye, that eye of the bullseye, what are the next two or three rings that you can go to where you can still operate your sweet spot and provide value? And that's where you can, I think, find additional opportunities and create additional opportunities. Again, rather than it being a situation where, you're five five out on on the on the bullseye, and then you're a little bit in no man's land.
0: Yeah, I think you know as you reflect on the different steps that you've had, um, and I, I want to go to this question as we as we start to wrap up. Is you know someone will ask you in an interview, "What do you want? Where do you want to be in two years, five years, ten years?" And a lot of the times, the answer is is so far off right from where you a end up and then also be end up heading right Mm -hmm. because again things evolve things change and um as you think about the goal setting process yeah there's definitely Mm -hmm. a lot of different approaches out there right Mm -hmm. some are very like you must have smart goals you gotta do it this way and, and you have it all written down and you're checking in every week or you're checking in every month and then there's others where again we just talked about this kind of Different approach from a, just a growth mindset perspective yeah. and openness and vulnerability and stuff. As you think about how you go about the goal setting process mm-hmm. though, and maybe t- re- maybe remove the word goal. Right. Right? And, right. And it's as simple as that. It's just um growth areas and, mm-hmm. and, and then yes. looking at it from a personal and, and professional perspective and mm-hmm. just go, okay, here are my growth areas for the year, right? right. Or here are my growth areas for the next six months. Yeah, and then you just go from there, right? You figure it out.
1: Yeah, I think so. And it's not as much winging it as like, oh, I'm just gonna figure it out. But I think there are things. It's like, you know, I'll go to something that's not work related, but it's very similar. Is like, if you know you want to get married at one point, or you want to have a person in your life, you know, it's like then you that's your end goal, but you don't know all the steps in between. And so for me, I was like, I had to change priorities in my life in order to make myself available and that thing happen and then take steps like sign up for (laughs) match.com. You know what I mean? But again, like that's a very relatable non-business thing. Cause I think sometimes it helps to give a personal um, example, but similarly, if you want to work in sports, then I think it's like, okay, that's it. And then you can explore, what does that mean? And, and sports can be you know, and so you look at that, that's your like big idea of what you want to do. And you can explore the, what is that, what are the definitions there? So sports could be like in the media side, on the collegiate side, on the, and you sort of like test out the different areas and then you'll find your track along that. But of course it's like, you don't go from saying, I want to work at an NBA team to being the head of marketing for an NBA team. You don't do that overnight. And so again, there are these steps along the way that you're going to take, but having an idea of what it is, but not so rigid um, allows you to evolve and benefit from the journey along the way. So, you know, I mean it's critical. It's the, it's the constant learning, it's the meeting of people, it's the making sure that you're setting yourself up for success by, you know, again, like, Putting the tool, I talk about it as like tools in your toolbox. So along the way, what are the tools that you're going to put in your toolbox to make yourself the most valuable asset along the way to then go be as successful as you can? And again, it's like, I think there's so much, the, the joy in the journey can come from not constantly evaluating where you are against this end goal that you put on paper because there's actually freedom and excitement and joy and growth um, to like, what if you said you wanted to be the head of an MBA team, but then, you know, you went through that journey and you become the head of an IT company because that's what you became really interested in over time. That doesn't mean that you're a failure, you know? And so, um, again, that's why I talk about, evolution and openness and um, putting the tools in your toolbox um, so that you're continuing to be the best that you can so that you can make the best impact wherever you end up landing and along the journey.
0: Yeah no I think I mean unbelievable perspectives I think it's all someone or something that you know anyone can kind of relate to or at least think about a little bit differently right and and if they don't understand go where's Shauna coming from or how can I you know, think about this a little bit differently. Um, you know, hearing uh, plenty of stories, right over, (laughs) over the life in the front office podcasts and people's stories and just the different ways they've approached things, right. There is no one approach, but, um, even just taking one small sliver of an approach from someone else, uh, and kind of molding it into yours, right. And, and then yours becoming kind of just this, whatever is important to you, but, um, things that you've learned from others along the way i think is really important to keep in mind so as we wrap as we wrap this up and come yeah. to finale we got to have some rapid fire which is okay. my favorite part okay <laughs> um, so most points you scored in a game
1: oh um, 33 33 wow. triple double Possibly. That's way too far back, but possibly.
0: <laughs> fastest. That was fastest.
1: my, those were my high school days. I was not scoring 33 points in college. Let me tell okay, you. <laughs> okay.
0: Fastest, fastest cross country race. What's, what's the race? What's the time? Uh,
1: 1722, I believe. Notre Dame was the course. Um, yeah, we were, yeah, it was, Notre Dame was the course. At okay, Easton. so how
0: far did you run for 1722?
1: Uh, so a 5K is what, 3.1 3. 1 miles?
0: Yeah, that's fast. That's fast.
1: That was, that was the d- back in the day. <laughs> favorite
0: place, favorite place you've lived?
1: Here, Golden, Colorado.
0: Home of- Where we home, are right now. Home of Coors.
1: <laughs> home of Coors, although we're at the top of the mountain.
0: <laughs> and, and the Red Rocks, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right. um, From a basketball perspective, uh, did you ever have a favorite player or icon that you always uh, admired?
1: Michael Jordan. I I still have the posters that are rolled up in our basement here today that were on my wall as a kid. I have stacks of Michael Jordan books. Yeah, he was... Absolutely incredible.
0: All right, you're a Nike fan. Favorite pair of Nike shoes? There's been plenty.
1: Ah, oh, man. Um, Jordans. My dad would never let me have a pair of Air Jordans, and I wanted them so badly. <laughs> to this day, I still want them. My nieces got them, and I go, I was jealous. <laughs> Dude, that was literally two months ago.
0: <laughs> Air Jordans. Air Jordans. Put Air that, Jordans. Put that, on, put that on the holiday list for, yeah. for uh, 2021. <laughs> all right last thing last thing as we wrap up yeah. best advice you've ever gotten
1: yeah I mentioned it earlier be adaptable Felicia Hall Allen amazing woman um she it, at the moment again it was early in my career and it slapped me in the face But it has been the best piece of advice that I give to other people personal professional be adaptable
0: awesome Shauna really appreciate yeah the time, the thoughts, uh, thank the you so much it's great
1: It was great, thank you so much.